What's going on guys, just another critic, welcome back to the channel Week 6, we just wrapped it up A lot of great games um, Man, a lot of games that just ended up turning out how we didn't think it would go Right, the Auburn game uh, taking on Florida, we had Washington versus Stanford, Cal versus Oregon, SMU taking on Tulsa. All these games um, and more that practically either you know went the opposite of what we thought it would be. Uh, we had games that went to triple OT. We had upsets and whatnot. And so really, really, really good week of football, really good week of games. Uh, quickly, just want to go ahead and jump into week six takeaways as far as what I saw from, you know, most of the top 25 teams in their matchups, starting with Ohio State. Ohio State looks, they look good, man. They arguably can be the number two or number one team in the country right now with the way that they're playing. They just look consistent on both sides of the ball, especially coming into the season defensively. There's a lot of question marks as to whether or not we would see that same uh, inconsistency on that side of the ball from them a season ago, right? Struggling versus teams like Maryland versus Michigan and other teams and whatnot. So I think they've cleaned it up. Ohio State Really looking like a top two team, if we're going to be real here. Um, and if they had played this weekend versus maybe Alabama or Clemson, we wouldn't be able to, to decisively say that Clemson or Alabama could beat this team. And so that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. They got a bye next week, but we still have more question marks for them. We would like to see them versus Penn State. And then obviously the big question mark for both teams coming into uh, one of their later matchups would be Ohio State and Wisconsin. We can kind of get a real gauge on which team is for real, and um, we'll get that soon. Talking about Georgia next, they took on Tennessee. The thing for me with Georgia after this week and continuous weeks of watching them, they just don't look like they they're really uh, at, at a high. They're playing at a high level offensively. Offensively, they just don't look like they're there yet. I understand that they've got a new set of wide receivers, but that stable of running backs. And those big boys up front who were arguably the number one, you know, run blocking O-line in the country, they just they just aren't looking like that right now. They aren't looking very dominant offensively. They don't look like they can score at will versus these lower tiered teams in the SEC, such as Tennessee. Obviously, they ended up winning that game big, 43 to 14. But when they get into the the better teams in their schedule, right, the LSUs and, and Alabamas and Auburns and whatnot, that's something that they're, they're they they can't afford to have these types of struggles uh offensively versus these teams and so georgia for me the only question mark uh is probably going to be offensively right how consistent can they be on offense they just aren't really dominating at the line of scrimmage as i thought they would as 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 much as i thought they would be and then defensively obviously they they've struggled in the pass rush uh versus they versus notre dame and and at moments in, in times uh, against Tennessee, and the most of their success was uh, sending sending extra defenders, uh, you know, maybe a corner blitz and whatnot. And so Georgia still more question marks for me. They got South Carolina next week. Uh, LSU went ahead and blew out Utah State. Didn't really learn much from them in that game. Uh, their defense did play a lot better, so that was definitely a good sign. Oklahoma struggled with Kansas early, forty five to twenty, and pretty much kind of saw you know a, a few of the flaws that Jalen Hurts had 
while he played at Alabama and and making some not so good decisions and whatnot, he eventually cleaned it up and finished with a with a nice stat line. But they've got Texas next week, and obviously that's a big game where we want to get our questions answered from both teams. And so, do I think there's going to be a lot of defense played in that game? No, uh, but I do think that game is going to come down to one or two plays. Uh, you know, maybe one or two stops from one of those defenses. Can they make a stop? Can they make a play? One or two turnovers. That Those are the types of plays that will eventually lead to uh, the win or the loss for your team. And so we'll talk about all these bigger matchups in, in, in much better detail, obviously, in my predictions. But moving along, Florida taking on Auburn. Florida looks really good defensively. Um, they didn't look amazing on offense. But what I can say about their offense is that with Kyle Trask, they they just they're mistake free, right? He just plays very sound football, takes what the defense gives him, doesn't try to force anything, and uh, they had a great game plan going into this Auburn matchup. What they saw is that Auburn was just very poor in the secondary; they couldn't really cover anyone from the linebacker position backwards. Uh, their DBs were f- getting flagged on you know every other play for Auburn because they couldn't keep up with these guys and um, the, the they had linebackers matched up with wide receivers and slots and so it was just they were finding the mismatches and they were exposing them and so Auburn's D-line obviously with the hype coming into that matchup right now I just don't think they're living up to the hype in general they're not really putting out you know extreme or uh, really <clears throat> amazing numbers, and the only guy that stands out to me is Derek Brown right now, number five for Auburn. The dude had a phenomenal game, and overall, the, the Auburn defense did hold it together and, and made a lot of plays for their team. But Bo Nix just came out there and gave the ball back to Florida on multiple occasions, throwing three interceptions, and really just making bad decisions overall. So I think Florida is going to get their best test defensively this week when they go and play LSU in Death Valley. It's going to be a great game, but Auburn still struggling with uh, finding a quarterback to you know really put that thing together for them. Um, and really, this could have been a college football playoff contending team if they could get some consistent quarterback play, but that just seems to continuously be the issue for them on a season-to-season basis. And so I don't know what's going on. Is Bo Nix the guy? I think he is in the future, but right now he's just he just seems too young two inside his head I think it's more of a mindset issue than a skill set issue and so Florida they've still they're still on the table they're still on the path to a college football playoff spot if they can continue to win out versus these better opponents Um, moving along Wisconsin took on Kent State pretty much do what they did uh, what they what they're expected to do run the ball play action you and uh, came out with the 48 to 0 win uh, Notre Dame beat Bowling Green. Not much to talk about there. Penn State looked dominant versus Purdue. And Texas. Texas struggled with West Virginia. That secondary, their defense really just is not playing sound football at all. Especially when you give up 31 to a team like West Virginia, who isn't playing very well this season. Getting absolutely obliterated from a team like Missouri, 38-7. to And then, you know, obviously coming and playing against Texas, putting on a... A uh, really competitive game, and so Texas. That's the issue with Texas, man. They just haven't figured it out on defense. They've got the guys, they have the athletes, they they are in the, the football state. So, um, 
Will they figure it out when they get to Oklahoma? I'm not sure. The good news is that offensively, they're still clicking. Sam Ellinger is is doing a lot of good things. We did see him make some poor decisions in this game, which probably you know kept the game closer than it should have been. But that's college football. I think he's going to clean those things up. They got Oklahoma in uh, next week's matchup, and we'll we'll see. We'll see if that defense can make one to two stops. I'm not sure it can. And so this is probably you know shaping up to be another shootout in the Big Twelve. Uh, moving along, Oregon struggled with California. Oregon, man, I just don't know what their issue is offensively. They've got all the guys. They've got a top five quarterback, arguably by the experts in Justin Herbert, but he's really not playing sound, you know, or amazing football. He doesn't look elite to me right now. He, I'm not sure he looks like a top five quarterback in college football at this moment. But at the end of the day, they're going to draft him probably as a top five quarterback because of his prototypical look, six four. You know, he's got a cannon for an arm, but. Really, when playing against these better defenses, he hasn't been able, he hasn't shown that he's able to pick them apart, especially when you get back two of your highly touted wide receivers and you're only able to put up 17 points on this California team. I understand California has a pretty good defense, but the thing is, California offensively, after losing their starting quarterback, they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna be putting together consistent drives against you, or they shouldn't at least, and which which in turn gives you more possessions on offense, right? To go out there and make adjustments and make plays versus California. And they really didn't, they they weren't dominant. And so um, do I still think they have a chance to win the Pac-12? Yes, I think they will be the team to win the Pac-12. But do they have a chance to compete for a CFP spot? Not right now. Not with the way they're looking. Uh, Boise State took on UNLV. Really, Boise State, man, I don't know. There's something about them. They, they're they ranked 14th right now. Think about that. Uh, they got Hawaii next week. While Boise State looks good, I think Hawaii is going to find a way to win this game and practically upset Boise State's season. Uh, I'll talk about that later on in my predictions, but just something to keep in mind. Uh, Michigan took on Iowa, and really, if you listen to my predictions, my final score on that was 17 to 13. Michigan, Michigan ended up winning 10 to 3. Defense stepped up and, and really pretty much brought back uh, that energy. Man, they looked inspired. They played inspired. Um, they played with a chip on their shoulder, right? And they played how typically we we get to see this type of Michigan defense when Don Brown is scheming up those those blitzes and those man-to-man coverages and and sending the heat and that's exactly what happened when they played against or uh excuse me when they played against Iowa the thing for me with Iowa I liked them as a team I knew what they brought uh to the field with that defense but offensively they they really weren't establishing a consistent run game against anybody that they had played throughout this year you know they've got a running back by committee rotating through three backs so there really wasn't one guy that they're going to able to depend on and sit sit there and and pound the ball and and establish some type of run right because that's critical in opening any any pass game for any team uh, unless you've got an, an elite quarterback who can open the run by throwing the ball but that just isn't Nate Stanley's game and so uh, Michigan put him in a tough position to beat them with his arm. And because they were getting, you know, pass rush, just just sending four or even sometimes just sending three, they were able to sit seven or eight in coverage 
And when you're able to do that, it's going to make it hard for any quarterback to pick you apart with that many guys with the pressure coming from just four guys or three guys. And so Michigan, on the other hand, still they still don't look like they have it together offensively because their defense was putting them in in really good positions, forcing turnovers, had I think it was eight sacks. And so the defense pretty much did everything that they needed to do in order to put Michigan in a position to win this game. And they did win the game, but offensively, if they aren't able to figure it out very quickly, they're going to get blown out next week when they take on Penn State and then eventually face Ohio State towards the end of the year. And so... A uh, good victory for Michigan. They still need to figure out who they want to be, uh, and if they don't do that, they're not gonna they're not gonna finish this season very strong. Um, moving along, SMU right sitting at twenty one now. Took on Tulsa, went to triple OT. That was another game I had in my upset alert picks. Uh, Tulsa just wasn't able to get it done late. Practically gave up three touchdowns late in the second half. Um, and eventually lost that game in OT. Happens. SMU, while I do think they're a pretty good team, I think this is something that we're going to see from them quite often on a week-to-week basis. Just high-scoring, shootout affairs, and it's going to come down to the last possession. And so um, I don't think they'll be in the top 25 for very long. And um, because the ACC right now, AAC, excuse me, is actually pretty strong, and there's a lot of competitive teams in that in that conference, and so for those reasons, I think uh, I don't think we're gonna see you know any UCF type teams make a run this year. Uh, Baylor coming off a very impressive win against Kansas State, we really haven't been talking about them much um, throughout the year, right? They've kind of just been another team in the in the Big Twelve that's been pretty much slept on. Um, they beat out Iowa State a week ago. Iowa State beating up on TCU in week six. And so now we pose the question, hey, does Baylor have a chance in the Big 12? Are they really a competitor? You're always going to put yourself in the conversation to win in the Big 12 if you can play consistently on defense. And that's what we that's sort of what we've seen from them throughout these weeks. I understand they haven't played one of the high-powered offenses in the Big 12 just yet, but they're looking pretty good. And so right now, I'm glad that they're I'm glad that they're playing really good football because I want to see more than just two teams compete for the Big 12 championship every single year. And so they got Texas Tech next week, who just came off a big time win against OK State. So we'll see right there. I think we'll get a better gauge on their defense when they play Texas Tech. And uh, yeah, I like Baylor. I like Baylor putting themselves in the conversation. And then Cincinnati beating out UCF 27 to 24. Um, yeah, I pretty much called that game. If you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, I pretty much put out all my upset alert picks. My upset alert picks for this week, uh, I had Cincinnati beating UCF, had SMU losing to Tulsa. I had Washington versus Stanford on upset alert. Stanford pulled that one out. And so, man, great, great slate of games, but even better slate of games coming up this week. Uh, particularly in the Big Ten and the Big 12. Obviously, Alabama is going to be taking on Texas A&M, but that's probably just going to be another slaughtering for Alabama. But with that being said, guys, appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Thanks for the support. If you're listening on you know, the podcast or you're listening on YouTube, all my links are in the description for my social media and for my podcast or my YouTube. With that said... Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, evening or night. This is Justin of The Critic, signing off. Peace.
yeah Stay prepared for the up and downs Life is like a seesaw Some say it's a bitch, man I couldn't agree more One minute's wrong